T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That is Dan Bernstein. He of the Dan Bernstein Show. You can hear it Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. until noon. My show is on from now until 2 o'clock. This hour is being brought to you by CarX Tire and Auto online at CarX.com. Ray, let's go. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Previously on the Lawrence Holmes Show. It's always nice when we get an opportunity to talk with one of the biggest stars in sports. And there's no doubt about it that Tim Anderson is that. What gives you hope that things are going to turn around and you guys can reach your goals? First off, just the energy up in the locker room. You know, I know what my guys can do. Knowing everybody's healthy. I mean, it's a long season. If we could just keep our head above water, man, and, and get to that finish line and be able to, you know, uh, hopefully hit another gear and just keep working, you know, we we got a shot. So the ultimate goal is just for sure is get everyone healthy. And, uh, and then we have fun from there, and then we just see where it takes us. Make me a bicycle clown! More Bears talk on the way. Base drop! Welcome in. My name is Lawrence Holmes, and I'm here with you until 2 o'clock. On the show today, Cody Westerlin is going to talk Bulls with me because I've got some questions about, you know, things that are out here in the ether and what's real, what's imagined. I also want to talk about the NBA Finals with Cody. We will do that in about 20 minutes. Pat McGann will be on the show. I love talking with Pat McGann. He is a crazy White Sox fan, so I will get his thoughts on this White Sox season as the White Sox get ready for their series against the Dodgers. Really interesting pitching matchup tonight. I'll, I'll explain why coming up a little bit later on. There's a story about, about, about the Bears. They had to cancel OTAs for violating offseason practice rules. A texter brings up a really interesting point, specifically about like Matt Eberflus and the concept of discipline. This texter says, if I'm a player, don't tell me about discipline. When you can't even follow the NFL rules yourself. And if if it's true that they were warned and then they did it again, it leaves you with a lot of questions about all of that. But it's also Tuesday, which means it's top five Tuesday. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. And when we come back, it's Prince's birthday. You know I'm a big Prince fan. 
So instead of doing like my top five Prince songs, I thought we'd do top five covers of Prince songs by other really great musicians. So we will do that next here on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yo, Holmes! Lawrence Holmes. Holmes runs it really well. Noon to two. Holmes doing what Holmes does on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Yo, Holmes! And 670thescore.com. In Odyssey Station. Five, one, two, three, four, five. Top five Tuesdays on the Lawrence Holmes Show. But since the day is Tuesday, it doesn't matter in the slightest. Top five Tuesdays. I've only seen a couple, but that's definitely top five. Is it Tuesday? Can't you ask me an intelligent question? Is this the Lawrence Holmes Show? You damn shit! Then it's top five Tuesdays on the Lawrence Holmes Show. Got it? Good. Prince Rogers Nelson was born this day in 1958. He's my favorite. If you listen to the show, a lot of things end up with Prince being at the top of my top fives. So today, what I thought I would do with top five, since it's Prince's birthday, instead of just doing like my favorite Prince songs and telling you about Purple Rain and Under the Cherry Moon and stuff, I figured that I would go with Artists who have covered Prince written songs. In some cases, he is specifically writing for people. In some cases, he's using a nom de plume in writing it. There are a lot of songs that Prince wrote that people have no idea that he wrote. There are a lot of songs that, that people thought were original works that Prince had already written and recorded. And those people were covering them. So that's what I figured we would do today with Top 5 as an homage to Prince Rogers Nelson. Number 5! I knew a girl named Nikki. I guess you could say she was a sex queen. I met her in a hotel lobby. The ever sign with a magazine. She said, how'd you like to waste some time? And I could not resist when I saw little Nikki Foo Fighters bring a very full sound to Darling Nikki. And you, I mean you can you can tell like Dave Grohl like his love for music that goes beyond his own the genre that he started out in is legendary. Like he likes everything and can kind of play everything and and doesn't seem or sound uncomfortable when he's not doing like what the Foo Fighters did as a band or what Nirvana did as a band. He he also, I think, I think Dave is really good at making music accessible. And I don't mean like he's giving out instruments, although he is, but the way that he's kind of a gateway to, hey, do you like this? Well, the reason that you like this is because of this. So if you like that, then that means that you like this. I'm a big fan of Dave Grohl. Like every interview I've ever heard him, I haven't read his book, and I know a lot of people love it, so maybe I'll put that on my, my summer reading list, but that guy gets it. Like, he absolutely 
gets it. Number four. The Bengals with Manic Monday. Now, I, the legend is that Prince was dating the lead singer of the Bengals, Susanna Hoff. Hoffs with an S, right? That they were dating. There's also stories that this song was supposed to be a lot more. Um, he was hoping that their interpretation of it would be a lot more sexually charged. And it wasn't. And he was kind of upset. Until he saw how successful the song was. That they kind of played it a little bit lighter than what he had intended. But she sounds great. The the band sounds great. It's a really good song. And it takes you like back to a place. Number three. Alicia Keys singing this is so great because it changes your perspective on the song where in Prince's version of it, it sounds almost like begging. Like it's got some real Marvin Gaye elements of begging in it with Alicia Keys's version of it. There's a there's a sultry that. As, as sultry and sexy as Prince was I'm not sure that He was ever going to reach that To what Alicia Keys did And I also love Because her voice is a little bit Deeper than Most of the female Singers at the time It, it just comes off Really really well And you can tell that she Put her all into Doing the cover because if you're going to do a Prince Cover then you gotta do it And she did the damn thing So shout out to Alicia Keys No one ever talks about Mashonda though Number two Chicago's very own Shaka Khan. Street named after her right down the street from my house. 
Shaka just got nothing but bangers, man. And this this particular song takes me back to a different place. Like it takes me back to breaking, like the movie. Like that's where it takes me to. But Shaka Khan is another one of those artists that I love because she was starting to see where the industry was going. She's a legend, you know. Like, and even in the early '80s, she was already a legend. But seeing, okay, the music is changing, and I'm gonna add like elements of hip hop into what I'm doing. So in this one, you kind of have some MCing. You definitely have some scratching on the record, and she she's so great. Like Shaka Khan, man. Woo. So great, and I love it. I it this was a really difficult choice for me between this and the number one because this song always like her version of it always puts me in a great mood, and the number one song is it's beautiful and there's a lot of melancholy in it for me because it's an artist that I also truly loved, and now both he and Prince are gone. Number one. Since you've been gone, I can do whatever I want. I can see whoever I choose. I can eat my dinner in a fancy restaurant. But nothing, nothing can take away. out here singing his heart out on a beautifully written song by Prince and those of us of a certain age that grew up listening and kind of came of age during the the grunge era of music people kind of had their favorites you know like oh well I'm I'm someone who likes Nirvana well I'm someone who likes Alice in Chains or I'm someone who likes Soundgarden or Pearl Jam I have always thought that Chris Cornell's voice is so beautiful. And it's it's a weird thing to kind of describe it because he's he would oftentimes be screaming while he's singing. And the notes he was able to hit, the registers that he was able to hit, always impressed me. But seeing him do this, oh, like the way that he puts it all together and and again it's a, it's someone who clearly studied this song and and seeing that level of love for Prince makes me like it elevates Chris Cornell for me and I already had him up very high as, as far as people whose music and talent I revere so that's my top five list you don't like my list make your own damn list and look there are some there's some really good choices out there. There there are covers that I left off of here that could very easily be in your top 5. There's some really like the the lead singer from Slipknot did Little Red Corvette. Like there there's a lot of them that you can go find. So what a better way to celebrate Prince's birthday than to go look at some of the great covers of the great music that he produced. 
When we come back, Cody Westland is going to join me to talk about what rumors about the Bulls are real and what are imagined. We'll do that next here on The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score. We're going to explore everything. You know, I, you know, we had a pretty busy summer last last summer. Um and a lot of things you still cannot uh, project going into uh, draft or free agency. That was Arturis Karnaschovas talking about the Bulls after their season had ended back in April. And the Bulls continue to be connected in a lot of different areas with teams. And then there's the concept of what is Zach's free agency look like. So I thought... I would bring Cody Westerlin in because he's our Bulls guy, one of the smartest basketball guys in the city. He joins me on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, some of the world's largest sports book. Cody, thanks so much for joining me. I appreciate it. No problem. How you doing, Lawrence? I'm doing pretty good. I, I, I wanted to I wanted to pick your brain on a lot of the stuff that's being kind of thrown around because this is the time of year to do that in the NBA. When it comes to the Bulls and possibly Rudy Gobert or Donovan Mitchell, does any of that make sense to you? Well, the the Rudy Gobert concept makes sense as far as the Bulls need to improve defensively, right? So you look at the season last year, there were ups and downs, I think, on both ends at various times, depending on the Bulls' health and play, but... They were 13th in offensive efficiency. They were 23rd in defensive efficiency. And it's that defensive end where they need to get better. So uh, conceptually for, for Rudy Gobert, it makes sense. Center's the easiest position for the Bulls to upgrade on defense, right? Because Zach Levine, if the Bulls get their way, will be back. DeMar DeRozan's going to be back. And we kind of know some of the other guys that slot into this team uh, in this situation, have have their strengths and weaknesses, but it's the center position where you could make a much bigger difference. So, I understand that one. The Donovan Mitchell one, I think, is a little more pie in the sky. I don't, I don't see that happening certainly with the Bulls at all. The Jazz are an organization in flux, and that's mainly because Quinn Snyder's been on the way out, and they've had ownership and executive changes. But they want to keep Donovan Mitchell as long as they can, even though he'll probably force his way out eventually. But Center position, when you look at the Bulls offseason, I think that's where it's most intriguing. Well, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you. How do you think Quinn Snyder leaving the Jazz organization changes the math on what deals might be possible league-wide? Yeah, I mean, even before Quinn Snyder left, I think it was a possibility that the Jazz were going to have a lot of upheaval in the offseason. We've heard plenty about the Donovan Mitchell-Rudy Gobert relationship being frosty, icy for for long stretches, that's still the case. The logical move for the Jazz is to trade Rudy Gobert and try to build around Donovan Mitchell if they don't want to go into a full rebuild. So anything on that front is possible. I would expect Rudy Gobert to be moved somewhere this offseason. You've already heard his name tied, I think, to the Atlanta Hawks, the Toronto Raptors, 
uh, are two other teams. The Charlotte Hornets are a team that's been on the lookout uh, for center, obviously, and the Bulls have been in this mix. There could be more. You even look at the uh, the Brooklyn Nets, for example. That's a team that um, perhaps at some point with their star power, if they moved some of it because they always have issues, could look to upgrade at center as well. So I think Rudy Gobert will be traded at some point this offseason because the Jazz are just an organization where, where it seems like change is coming in more ways than just the uh, head coaching position. Do you think Vooch will be traded? I think the Bulls will try to trade Vooch. I know at the season-ending press conference, um, Arturis Karnaschovas praised him. He talked about how much he loved his availability because the hardest thing really for a coach and an organization is when you have guys in and out of the lineup. And with Lonzo Ball's knee injuries, with Alex Crusoe diving on the floor every play of every game and being out sometimes, uh, the Bulls had a lot of guys in and out of the lineup, but Vooch was there, played almost every single night for them. So they like that, but you just got to look at the makeup of this team. Like They can say what they want, the Bulls can, at the end of the season, how much they valued Vooch. But if they want to upgrade defensively, center's the place they would need to change. So they can say they like him, but I fully expect the Bulls to shop him on the trade market to see what they can get. That doesn't mean they're going to be really aggressive and in a mindset where, oh, we got to trade Vooch. But I certainly think a change at center and exploring that is something the Bulls are going to be looking into. That's probably their biggest matter of business this offseason besides re-signing Zach Levine, which is a situation where uh, they have some control, but obviously not the final say in that decision because he'll be an unrestricted free agent. So the Bulls can control their max offer to him, but other than that, they can't really control the Zach Levine situation. So I think the center position, that's where it's really interesting for the Bulls this offseason. I think they'll look to make a change, but I don't know that a lot of pieces got to line up for them to do that though, right? Like they got to be able to get value for Vooch on the trade market, which is not an assurance they can do. Certainly, they're probably not going to get the value they sent the Magic to get him when they sent first-round draft picks and Wendell Carter Jr. They're not going to recoup that. So they would be taking a hit on that. I don't know how much the optics matter to them. It shouldn't, but we've seen it matter in a lot of franchises in the, in, in the NBA over the course of the years uh, with stuff like that. So how that plays out will, to me, be the most interesting thing over the next, what, three, four weeks here probably for the Bulls. When it comes to Zach's free agency, what are you hearing? And is it important to him from what you know to at least look around and see what might be out there for him? It is important for, for him to look around. Players work their whole careers, right, to, to get to this point, to have options in free agency and to be courted. And the way this has played out, Lawrence, because of everyone's contract situations across the NBA, some stars getting traded in, in sign-in trades or, or big deals in these past few years, he's the best free agent on the market, right? Like James Harden can hit the free agent market if he wants, but Zach Levine is still going to be a more attractive candidate to sign to your organization. So he's literally going to be the best and most wanted player in the NBA this offseason. And I think he wants to experience that. I think he wants to see all his options. And at the end of the day, I would certainly expect that he'll still be back with the Bulls. But he signed with Rich Paul, uh, who's LeBron James's agent, the most powerful agent in the NBA probably. And you never know what agencies like that, if they have a trick up their sleeves. So maybe he can try to sign, force his way in a sign-and-trade deal to somewhere he wants. But at the end of the day, I think the way... 
Um, just everything that that's kind of a, a factor in this when it comes to money, where Zach's comfortable, who needs him, and the moves it would take for for other teams to acquire him. Like he can go sign with the Detroit Pistons or Orlando Magic if he wants to outright because they have the cap space. I don't think he wants to do that. I think he would want to go to a contender, but contenders. Most of them would have to move a lot of salary to make that happen. So that's another reason, in addition to his comfort in Chicago and the max money, that I would expect him to be back here. But you can't rule it out at this point because there's been enough uh, enough smoke that you know he's going to look other places and just see his options. The last time that we talked, it was just after kind of the Lonzo Ball news came out. Here we are a few weeks later. Are you concerned about where things stand with him health-wise? Yeah. Should be. I mean, we probably actually should have put even more worth into like what Billy Donovan was saying late in the season because he was expressing concern and we wrote that. And I think at the time what happened was we were kind of in a mindset of like, oh, yeah, the Bulls are really concerned. Like Lonzo Ball's not coming back this year, but whole long offseason. The concern obviously now is our last updates on Lonzo's knee and he was going to see a specialist and everything is that he's just not making hardly any progress from from the last time we sat down over a month ago or so and talked to the Bulls. So that's a serious concern. Uh, the advantage for the Bulls, obviously, is that he's still got three and a half months before training camp gets fired back up, and maybe it is something they can figure out just with more rest. But he's had trouble with that left knee before, had surgery, uh, hasn't obviously responded well to this most recent surgery. So it's something that the Bulls, it's like he's a foundational piece of this organization because he's a good two-way player for this team. And he's got three years left on his contract, and he's in that age range where he's just entering his prime. Like they've built a lot of what they want to do around this guy, and now there's concern. And I don't think there's a whole lot they can do other than than wait it out at this time and explore the options and just have patience. Our Bulls reporter Cody Westerlin is joining me here on the Score. Cody watches everything and all things NBA. So when it comes to the finals, should Boston be encouraged that they stole home court advantage? Yeah, be discouraged about what happened to them in third quarter game two. No, I, I would be more encouraged if I was Boston. I think the Celtics are a better basketball team than the Warriors. I don't think they've played played like it the, the first eight quarters of the series, right? Like they, they had the explosive fourth quarter in game one to kind of steal that. But if you're the Celtics, there was one thing you really needed to do to, to win this series, to, to get it going, and that was split on the road to start the series. They haven't played their best basketball. I think they know who they are a little bit more at this point of the season by way of their rotation. And like they throw Derek White out there with Al Horford at center. If Robert Williams, when he's slowed with the knee, obviously, like it feels like they know who their best five is for longer stretches. Clay Thompson's not playing very well, in my opinion, for the Warriors. Has forced some shots. I know he hit a big one kind of in the second half the other night to help get him going in game two, but he hasn't played at a high enough level and given Steph. Curry enough help, in my opinion, for the Warriors to, to think that they should be favorites in this series when you look at it um, from a seven-game perspective, six-game perspective, whatever it's going to take for one of these teams to get the job done. So I like my chances if I'm the Celtics. I'd be feeling pretty good that I'm the better basketball team, know who I am a little bit more, and have home court advantage now. And like, it just feels like the Warriors are so reliant on Steph, right, to to do so much, and that's been the case for long stretches, obviously, before they had Kevin Durant in the organization and since Kevin Durant left for the Nets. But you're in the NBA Finals now. I just like Boston's balance, I think, a little bit more better, a little bit more right now, too. 
Were you surprised that Draymond Green wasn't thrown out of game two? No. What? Why is everyone yelling that he should have been thrown out, Lawrence? For He was being annoying. He was being kind of an idiot. But why should he have been thrown out for rolling around on the floor with like Jalen Brown? Like People actually want star players kicked out of NBA Finals games because they're annoying? Well, no. But here's my thing. I felt like that that's a moment where they usually would apply double technicals. Yep. But since Draymond already had a technical, like that's what I'm saying. Like I don't want him thrown out for the act. I I wanted them to adjudicate it like they would adjudicate it any other no. time. On top of the fact that he won't stop being in officials' faces, he's annoying. Like if if you could like give a guy like point three or point four technicals at a time, he clearly <laughs> did plenty to get ejected the other night. But I think you nailed it on the double technical front. Uh, I don't think you should throw out a star player in the NBA Finals, and I know people are going to be mad, apparently, that I don't adjudicate the rules equally at all times. I don't want him thrown out if he's in a minor tiff with another player who's trying to draw a double technical to get him thrown out. If Draymond initiates something, if he's an instigator, if he hits someone, rams into him in a situation like that, where it's like all on him, I'm all for giving him that second technical. But no, those... Those minor skirmishes where the double technicals are piling up, I don't want a guy kicked out for that reason. I, I feel like we, we have so many different variables and ways to judge umpires and officials and referees across sports. We're like, let the players decide. Oh, but wait, now go th- kick the third best player on the team out as soon as you get a chance because he's being annoying. No, let the best guys go out there decide whether it's baseball, football, basketball. I liked how they uh, made their decisions the other night, but hey, like, it's it's piling up. We've seen we've seen Draymond Green in what 2015 get kicked out or 2016, excuse me, um, when the Cavs upset the Warriors. He compiled enough flagrant foul points and kicks to people's groins that he got kicked out of a game. So it's certainly possible and in play. I think I think he wanted to prove a point in game two with his attitude, and I think he'll cool off just a tad too, probably just a little bit in game three, and still be okay here moving forward. All right, Cody, I appreciate the time. You can check out Cody on Twitter, at Cody Westerland. You can check out his work on 670thescore.com. Sir, have a great rest of your week and great NBA Finals. Yep, take care. That is Cody Westerland of our staff. He does a wonderful job of covering the Bulls in the NBA. The Lonzo Ball thing is still, uh, it's plenty of time, but I don't like that so much time has already passed and doesn't feel great. You know what I'm saying? I will get into the White Sox and Dodgers matchup. There's something that I think is really interesting about tonight's pitching matchup. And for those of you that missed our interview with Tim Anderson, we condensed it so that you can get the meat as a White Sox fan. We'll do that next here on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.